Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Romantic Fantasy and Fantasy Romance, here with my first cup of coffee. Mmm, delicious. Most favorite red Starbucks cup, which sadly it has a little chip in the handle now. Who knows how much longer it will last. It's my 2015 cup. You can even see if you're on video that it's embossed with 2015 on the back. Thanks to Library Addict for telling me that it doesn't actually turn out backwards to you guys. It apparently just shows me backwards. Which is interesting because now I'm going to have to like remember. I don't know. I guess if I point to things, it'll be fine. Uh, I'm just thinking that like if I say to my right. Oh, well, let's not overthink. <laughs> I got my beautiful daffodils from Trader Joe's. Aren't they nice? Picked those up Friday afternoon. Uh, I don't think I ever showed you guys this. And I put them in this little wine glass that's got this longitude and latitude on it. My stepsister gave me these wine glasses. Um, that is the, you could look it up, <laughs> but it's longitude and latitude of uh, the Dolphin Swan Resort in Orlando, Florida, which seems like a random thing, except that that was where I won the Rita Award for Pages of the Mind. So she got me this set of stemless wine glasses to commemorate. She said every time I had a glass of wine, I could celebrate. That's a thoughtful gift, isn't it? And she's a good stepsister. Um, earrings today are these very pretty fused glass red red and gold um, they are just simple cylinders dangling cylinders and they have um, gold at the top and then the glass itself is red with some I don't know gold swirlies technical term gold and silver swirlies usually the gold is like deeper in and then the silver swirlies on top I have some blue ones like them too, which you will get to see tomorrow. We are done with the red earrings. These are the last of the red earrings and we will be moving into the blue earrings. Um, David gave me these. There used to be a store in Santa Fe that had all of this really pretty fused glass jewelry and he got me several things there over the years and then they converted. They didn't go out of business. They, it's the same owners, but they decided that fused glass jewelry was not where it was at and rubber stamps is where it was at. Um, so now it's a rubber stamp store. I am, I am making the <laughs> sad puppy face because I, I really don't see an eventuality in my life when I would want to buy a rubber stamp um, as opposed to pretty fused glass jewelry. But anyway, these have a nice gleam to them. You guys notice a theme with my stuff. I I like it to sparkle. My nails are sparkly again. I I don't know if you guys noticed the last two weeks I had non-sparkle nails because I was sort of, it was my mood. I was like, oh, don't do glitter this time. And then my uh, nail gal said, I, I had moved my appointment to Friday because the vaccine uh, made me not really able to go to my appointment on Tuesday. So I went on Friday afternoon and she says, um, 
She's like, are you going back to Glitter? I'm like, yes. <laughs> She's like, I knew you would. <sighs> so let's see. I wrote down some things to tell you guys, but um, I did do better word count wise on Friday. Uh, Sorceress Queen and the Pirate Rogue is coming along. I need to get two really good weeks on this. I really need to get um, 30,000 in the next two weeks. So, so that is my plan. We'll see what happens. Uh, light a candle for me. Um, it's funny though. Uh, some of you have been asking me how Dark Wizard is doing. <laughs> you guys, Dark Wizard is selling probably better than any other book I've published. Um, it's Trad published books. It's hard to tell because you don't get immediate numbers with self-published stuff. I can see the daily sales and Dark Wizard is selling. It's selling really well and it's kind of selling on its own too. I mean, I've been doing some promo of it, but, and now my sales of my pre-orders for Bright Familiar have exceeded my pre-orders for Sorceress Queen. So considering that, okay, so we have two series, right? Heirs of Magic 1 is Golden Griffin. And I even did the prequel novella that came out in November in the Under a Winter Sky anthology. But really ability to pre-order Sorceress Queen began uh, when, well, at the same time as Bright Familiar. I uploaded the pre-orders at the same time. But Golden Griffin came out in January. So it's been out for a month longer than Dark Wizard. And in all that time, <laughs> the, you know, Dark Wizard has been out for a couple of weeks now and pre-orders for the sequel have already outstripped it. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting book. I still, um, keep thinking that maybe the, the universe answered my request that I wanted I wanted a book that would sell as well as Grace's Radiance sold. And so maybe the universe made um, Sarah hate Dark Wizard so it wouldn't go to trad. So I could make the money on this book. Thank you all for buying and reading and loving and recommending. It's um, it's it's really meant everything. It's going to make a huge difference for us financially. So things are feeling very hopeful. It's pretty awesome, huh? All right, let's see. I do have sticky notes and I know you guys were laughing at me, but the sticky notes, you can laugh. I don't mind. One thing, Podbean comments. So I do see the Podbean comments because they email them to me and I appreciate you commenting on Podbean and I love you and they are great comments. I cannot reply to them on Podbean unless I download their app. I mean, I even like, registered online, but then they want me to download their app in order to reply. And I was all fuck y'all <laughs> not going to, I'm not going to download your, I don't want to download everybody's app. So I cannot reply, but, um, and I can't tell who comments either. I can just see the comment in the email. So whoever you are commenting on Podbean, uh, know that I am seeing them. Thank you for the comments. Comment away. Just know that I can't reply. Uh, 
but somebody commented that they didn't know about my my Wyoming history, my sordid Wyoming history. But it's true. That's why my first book, which was an essay collection, is called Wyoming Trucks, True Love, and the Weather Channel. Uh, I went to graduate school in Laramie, Wyoming, fresh out of college, and um, met David. Met the guy, fell in love, ended up staying there for 20 years. Uh, and we moved from there to Santa Fe because we were tired of being cold all the time. <laughs> We were tired of being cold. We were tired of people telling us that Obama was going to take our guns away and we needed to go to Walmart and buy all the ammunition we could. That was a literal conversation that would happen daily. And David is a, a gun owner, has been a gun owner all his life. He's a hunter. Um, and he was getting sick of everybody telling him how Obama was going to take our guns away. <laughs> He's like, I have plenty of ammunition. Thank you. I'm don't need enough to whatever, you know, mow down a small village or even a large village. So uh, also we wanted to, um, we wanted to live somewhere different, uh, somewhere warmer. And um, yeah, we both loved Santa Fe. It, it's a longer story than that. It actually, maybe sometime I will tell you the story. I could make a sticky note and tell you, because it is kind of interesting how Santa Fe came about. Uh, you know, it, it follows along with my themes here at First Cup of Coffee. Uh, but we basically, um, we we opened up a door in the universe. And I know I, I, know I talk about that a lot. But... Um, you know, that, that comes from the Taoism. Uh, and we we kind of um, asked which way we should go. And, and it led us to Santa Fe. So I will, um, I actually don't have a pen right here, but I will try to remember to write that down and tell you how that came about because it is interesting. Okay, let's see. Another sticky note says covers talked about that on Friday, but I also want to make this uh, comment about outside cat now. I saw this on Twitter and I don't know if the person, and I don't remember who, who the handle was, although I, I did retweet them. Uh, they were talking about Stacy dash. Stacy dash was um, Dion in clueless, which is one of my favorite movies. She was Cher's best friend. And Stacey Dash has since become um, a conservative whack job, like conspiracy theories. I don't think all conservatives are whack jobs. I, I think um, I, I feel like I should be very clear about that, that I do know people who have um, who are Republicans. And my stepfather was a Republican for most of his life. And um, there's a difference. <laughs> it's, it's really unfortunate in many ways that Republican and conservative has become associated with this extreme extremist viewpoints. She, however, has become one of these conservative whack jobs. And she, she was a commentator on Fox News. And... Um, I don't know. She, when asked, she was one of the people who was going nuts about how trans people shouldn't be allowed to use public restrooms. And when she was asked 
what they should do. She said that they should pee in the bushes. That's what I mean. So, but apparently she's been trying to walk it back and she's been fired as a Fox commentator and she's been moaning and sighing about how she's blacklisted in Hollywood for her reprehensible political opinions. Um, we, we won't go into that whole thing, but <laughs> about how maybe we will go into it slightly. You know, it's like you can have whatever kind of political opinion you want and you can speak your mind. I mean, clearly I do. Right. Um, but then you don't get to be free from repercussions. And, and that is something that uh, gets discussed a lot because people will say, well, you're violating my right to free speech. It's like, no, you have the right to say whatever you want and the government cannot arrest you for it, but other people don't have to listen and they don't have to like you. And, you know, so this idea that she somehow been blacklisted because um, a lot of people in Hollywood are, are the very people that she's been saying aren't actually human beings. You know, it's like, you know, if you, if you say that somebody's not a human being, then they not, won't necessarily want to give you a job. That's just, that's just life. That's, that's how interacting with other people works. So anyway, none of this is my point. My point is that uh, she's been trying to walk it back and um, all this kind of thing. And somebody had tweeted saying, um, how she, she wants back in the house. And he, and he said, no, you an outside cat now. <laughs> that totally made me laugh. It's one of my new favorite things. You're an outside cat now. Uh, yeah. Pee all over my stuff. One too many times. You're an outside cat now. I wanted to tell you guys that one. I'm hoping to remember to use it. Um, that, and, uh, you sure don't know everything about a horse, honey. <laughs> Uh, you get points if you recognize that one. I won't explain that whole thing. Do I want to talk about this thing? I don't know. I'm teasing you, aren't I? Um, I'm going to set that aside. I've actually had that note for a few days, and I still haven't decided if I want to say anything about it. I can't read my own notes. Oh, let's talk about this. Well, I haven't talked about go-go's, have I? Eh, too many things to talk about. Make up your mind, Jeffy. You're wasting time. Um, okay, let's talk about the go-go's. It won't take very long. Uh, so we watched that show, that documentary on the go-go's, which was very interesting to watch. And I was glad that David was one who picked, you know, said, oh, let's watch this. And I've mentioned on here before, that's one thing we can always agree on is we both like watching stuff about bands with both um documentary and fictionalized uh it, it's an interesting it's always an interesting metaphor for um artistic success and perseverance and so forth the trajectories are often very similar but i thought that david wouldn't want to watch it i'd seen it on there before you know going by on the carousel right and i thought david didn't like the go-go's and he does not remember me ever listening to the Go-Go's, which is just interesting because 
he and I started dating in 91. And I know I listened to the Go-Go's through all of the 80s. Um, I had all of their albums. I think I mentioned this before that I knew the lyrics of every single song in that documentary. And David did not recognize most of them. But I checked my library and I don't have any of their albums in my music library. So that means, and I did rip all of my CDs uh, to digital. So that means that I never converted to CD. I had those albums all on cassette tape and I did get rid of my cassette tapes. And then was clearly not moved to buy them again um, because there are other things that I have, you know, that I bought on CD or since downloaded. Um, but went to a Go-Go's concert at Red Rocks, which was awesome and up, up above Denver. And it was a, a great concert because um, Colorado, we would get the afternoon monsoons too very often. And, and this was summertime and the storms had come in and they hadn't moved on and it had been raining and we were all soaked and there was so much lightning that they wouldn't let the band go on. And finally, finally, they let the band go on at like nine. It was late. And I remember uh, Belinda Carlisle coming out and skidding across the stage and sending up a big rooster tail of water and dancing around. And she was like, fuck the lightning. We don't care. <laughs> uh, it, and they were great, great in concert. I always loved the Go-Go's. And <clears throat> when I was in college in my sorority, Phi chapter of Gamma Phi Beta, go Gamma Phi, uh, Our Lips Are Sealed was kind of our um, theme song. It was the the theme song of two of the older gals in the chapter, and it became uh, our song. Uh, and whenever it would play at a mixer, dance or whatever, the whole chapter would come together and we would all dance. And there, I mean, as a group, <laughs> like in a big circle. And uh Anna Rose and Sarah, who are the two who particularly loved that song. And if you haven't listened to it, you should go listen to it. Um, Our Lips Are Sealed, you know. It's it's about people gossiping about you. And we were always dealing with gossip in the sorority. People would slam us for being, I don't know, the, all of the things that sorority girls were not supposed to be. Um, you know, we were studious and we were, um, I don't know not as loose as the guys would have liked us to be. I don't know. We weren't pretty enough. And so our lips are sealed really resonated a whole lot with the chapter. And at the bridge, um, where it's hush my banyan, don't you cry. Sarah and Anna Rose would sort of do faux ballet through the center of the circle. And there were times when um, guys would say to me, I don't remember if anyone ever said to me or if they would say it to other gals in the chapter and the gals in the chapter would come to me because I was like on the exec board and stuff. And anyway, they'd said, you know, Bob 
thinks that we that it looks really bad for the chapter to be doing that dancing around that that you guys shouldn't do that because it um, just looks silly and and it leaves the guys out and even then even then when I was like 19 20 years old I was like fuck them I think that makes three f-bombs for this episode sorry you guys uh, it's like you know, especially when we're sort of singing our anthem about how we don't care what people say about us. Um, but it was interesting that that pressure was there and it was interesting to hear. Um, I remember the Go-Go's really being slammed for, um, I remember guys telling me that women couldn't be in rock bands and that women, that the reason that there weren't female rock bands was because women just don't, uh, play rock music well or you know can't play electric guitar and we'd be like what about the go-go's they write all their own music they do their whole band and and the difference there I mean I know there were other bands like Runaways or Spice Girls came a little bit later I think but they were put together by men go-go's put themselves together and and these guys would be like oh but yeah um, go-go's suck so those were all my thoughts on go-go's and it was interesting uh, revisiting that and listening to the to the documentary and everything that they went through and what it was like for them. And so, you know, in the 80s, we really did think that we were liberated and that uh, we weren't dealing with the same kinds of bias and, misog and misogyny and we were and it's interesting looking back on on all of that shit so those are my thoughts those are my thoughts and look we have plenty of sticky notes for the rest of the week and I will um I will write down telling you guys the story of how we ended up in Santa Fe I'll remind you that first cup of coffee is part of the frolic media podcast network you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.